on a mission to explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Synonauts! Hey, this is Ian. I'm Boom. And this week, we are not joined by dear friend Catcher, fellow co-host of Synonauts, uh, exploring the Criterion, because he is, as you all know, living his restaurant island life, and he is being visited by a dear friend of ours, a uh, certain podcaster, host uh, H of Dune Pod. He's up with Catcher right now enjoying his meals so he is not here this week on the fake it's island on the fake <laughs> island and boom and i we were scheming and say okay what are we going to do while catch is not here and then i went into a meditative fugue state and i thought you know what the first day of summer is right around the corner so let's talk about one of my all-time favorite movies wet hot american summer with one of my all-time favorite people the original bad boy of podcasting co-host <laughs> of bat and spider Dale underscore A. Dale, welcome back. Well, I I am completely when when I saw it was I I checked my phone first thing in the morning and and you were like, you want to do wet hot American summer with Boom and I and I I couldn't even reply right away. I was like, is this real? Is this gonna happen? (laughs) Yeah. Dale and I have had multiple DMs over the last few years saying, Are we gonna do this? When are we gonna do this? And this just felt right. You know, when Catcher wasn't here. It just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but he still, I, I still made that son of a bee put me in the artwork. That mm-hmm. artwork that Catcher threw together looks mm, beautiful, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Hopefully I upload correctly so people can actually see it. Because <laughs> my accuracy on doing that is like maybe 70%. Right. Uh, the downside of you. <laughs> uh, so Dale and I are pretty big wet hot fans large i think this both is actually in both of our top fours on letterbox but this is gonna be boom's first viewing so curious to see how this lands for someone who did not watch yes. this when they were in like high school or middle school and saw it for the first time <laughs> many years later into their life but we'll get to that in a second um dale happy belated father's day um what, what's been going on in bat and spider land uh thank you um thanks ian um well, things are, you know, things are ramping up. They're getting pretty hot over there, Bat and Spider. It's going to be a hot, hot mm-hmm. summer. Um, we, we just recently announced our summertime event for the month of July, Hot Tape Summer. It's not, last year we did Hot Ape Summer, Planet of the Apes films. Yeah. So this, this, this year, Hot Tape Summer. And, <laughs> and we, are, we are curating that list now. It's going to be a good one. We're really excited about it. And hopefully, yeah. you know... We recently wound down one of our podcasts, The Crypt Keeper's Coffin. So mm-hmm. to see our download numbers basically cut in half has just been like somebody <laughs> just reaching up like and just punching me in the nads just repeatedly. So we just we got to pump those numbers up or we got to do something or, you know, the yeah. numbers are skewed. You're going you're gonna to lose your sponsorships you to four hymns and uh, <laughs> and purple mattresses. Yes. They're, they're getting the sponsors are getting upset over there. I know I've, I've been on the horn with them. A yeah. Little bit. Trying to call. I know. I'm like Ian. What do I do? Ian's like, you got to do two shows a week. (laughs) That's what you got to (laughs) do. It's basically it. Uh, 
what are you uh, covering? I, I don't think I've finished last week's episode, so I apologize. What are you covering this week? And, and Oh, yeah. We, um, the show. Nailed it. I mean, I just, I promise <laughs> I just watched it today. It's uh, <laughs> The Perfume of the Lady in Black. And it's an Italian. If that's not a bat inspired uh, Yeah, it's title. an Italian giallo picture. And uh, we went back to that well. And it's it's uh, it's gonna be killer. It's gonna be killer. We're gonna love talking about it. I think it's it's one of the longest movies we've done in quite a while. So, God, it's probably gonna affect our affect our review in some capacity. But we'll see. Um, How has a uh, because you you was it you or Chuck? One of you had never really seen a Giallo movie until you started doing Bat and Spider, right? Yeah, that was me for sure. That was you. So you enjoying it? You enjoying your dive into Italian? Italian <laughs> cinema. Yeah, it's it's amazing to see the the creativity and what went on with, you know, you pile in to a movie like people with three or four different backgrounds and nationalities, and they're just saying their lines in their native tongue, and then you know the English dubbers are just going to come in later and just dub anything mm-hmm. anyway. So uh, back then during the uh, Italian uh, movie during that p- period in Italian movie history, all movies had to be dubbed anyway by and somebody like a state official, a country official had to be in the the dubbing room with the dubbers to make sure they weren't like talking about like anti Italy or anti fascism or something like that. So, uh, yeah, there's there's just like we'll fix it in post, and that's what. So it's pretty <laughs> cool to see like you're reading these lips of people. One one lady is speak English. One late one person speaking Italian, and there's but like they a even overdub the English with English, which is also yeah. disturbing to watch sometimes. Yeah, it's but it adds to the vibes. I think it's beautiful though. Uh, you know, I've and there's so much availability between you know the Arrow Player and Shutter and Criterion Channel right. and stuff. It's uh, there's there's no shortage of Jalo that you could watch. Pretty great. Uh, boom. What did you get into this week? Oh my goodness. What did I get into? Um, hold on, let me pull up my letterbox. I haven't I haven't really been watching a lot of movies. I watched um Spider <laughs> Spider Spiderhead. It's like the new it's this movie. Well, you should know about it. It's movie the, insider. Are you going on Bat and Spider? Is this you announcing uh, <laughs> that you're on Bat and Spider soon? Um, this is, is like rent? as far, despite the title, like as far away from a Bat and Spider movie than <laughs> you could ever get. It's by Joseph hmm. Kaczynski, the guy who just did your beloved right. Maverick, and mm-hmm. I think yes, it was yes, like yes. shot during COVID in 2020. It's um. Chris Hemsworth, Maz Teller, Journey Smollett. Mm. Um, and it's like this psychological thriller, uh, for lack of a better way to describe it. I don't really know what it is or isn't, but it was definitely a lot worth the watch. Like, it was entertaining. That's why I watched it. I saw it. I was like, I know this mm-hmm. will be a fun one. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's stupid. It's stupid as heck. And Okay. That's that. I watched <laughs> Cha Cha Real Smooth with Dakota. Oh, yes. yes. So cute. Just like a good heart. I was a big fan of that. Heart feel movie. Um, and then I'd say my main viewing event of the week was watching JLo's documentary, Halftime. Thank you yeah. so much. Because JLo is my ultimate queen of everything. Like, I've just been mm-hmm. obsessed with her since I was a kid. 
So I was super stoked to watch the documentary. Also hilarious because currently the only person in like the VHS village or like that uh-huh. world who's also watched this documentary to the to this date is Proto, Proto Lexus. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Who gave it a big fat juicy heart. So love that. Nice. But I mean I give it five a hundred percent. Well yeah. it's because JLo's an absolute queen. Um I th- it was mainly about her like halftime show, but it kind of also went over her like life lately halftime. It's also oh, okay. like, you know, she she had just turned 50 or I think she's like 52 now, but it's like 50. So her just kind of like going through that being like, yeah, I'm 50, but I'm still an icon and like having the time of her life. Uh, the documentary itself was like a little bit all over the place, but I still loved like every second of it. Um, and they I mean, sh- someone on JLo's team probably was like, Hey, we're filming this like behind the scenes stuff. I bet you Netflix will buy it. And it worked out. 100%. <laughs> and, sh- and, sh- <laughs> and she's like doing a huge year for Netflix. Like I think she has like five, netflix movies oh wow in the works that are like going to be coming out in like the next two years so i think like that's this is kind of like the rollout of that because now we see like a lot of her movies have been uploaded to netflix as well it's all it all makes sense the machine the machine but yeah j-lo is absolutely one of my favorite entertainers of all time um and the footage of her rehearsing for the halftime show just gave me full body chills to to the point i almost thought i was just gonna pass away in that moment (laughs) she's so iconic um and i think everybody should watch it watching anytime i watch like tour documentaries like musician documentaries where they're prepping for tour it's like amazing yeah to see the the fucking work they put in it's crazy totally it, it makes you realize like there's a reason there's only a handful of people who ever reach the level that. of, I guess, being asked to do a tour documentary. And it's because they work like this fucking hard on whatever their craft is. And it's like, man, yeah, yeah. Wild. it was wild to see, especially because I find like out of everyone, JLo gets the most slack. I, well, she doesn't get the most slack. Like, obviously, she's highly successful, but I think her credibility off often comes into play. Mm. And I think just watching this, I mean, I've never doubted her, but. <laughs> check the ta- check the tapes people <laughs> but just watching this i was just like fuck yes you know yeah. what i mean mm. like maybe she doesn't have the best voice in the world but like she puts absolutely everything into her work um mm. you know mm. from the rom-coms right up to the cell which is a masterpiece so anyways i'm gonna stop nice. talking about jlo now because i could probably go on for like <laughs> ever maybe you need that jlo pod you know you you what if you and h should do a jlo <laughs> No, <laughs> because if H H said, like anything like, no, we wouldn't survive it. I'm so sorry. H love you. But no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can only hold this space for myself. I can't. That's fine. Can't invite others that. in. On my end, I had I had my my sweet baby girl, Isla. Oh, she had she had her first birthday this weekend. So family has been in town for the last couple days. So not too much uh, movie viewing, but. I did get to watch my Golden State Warriors take home another ring, baby. Wow. Happy for you. Thank you. So Isla gets her first championship. Yeah. Um, and my, it was cool because like my family was up here and Tara's family was up here. So we all got to, or most of us got to watch like the win, the clinch together. 
uh, which is sweet because obviously living in Seattle, we don't get to do that very often. So yeah, that worked out. That was a nice little. Yeah, that's really yeah. nice. And we we're also happy because like game seven was going to be on Father's Day. And it's like, we don't want those vibes, you know, like the stress all weekend thinking about it. And then if we lost, it just would have been a disaster. Yeah. You know, no, but it would have been a messy scene. But we got the best of it. I, I know Slim, uh, dear friend of the podcast, is a big Steph Curry guy. So when you, uh, you know, see him on Discord or on Twitter, make sure you congratulate him on Steph's big number four, you know, right? That's right. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good thing Steph has four fingers on one hand so he can just do up to the four gift now. Exactly, exactly. He, he, he actually did it in the game. He counted to four at one point. <laughs> and the, he actually did that with 16 minutes left to play. Oh, uh, man. Which is a pretty big, like... That was a bold move, right? Uh, but he was feeling it. He knew it was going to happen. So, uh, congrats to to Slim, number one Warriors fan uh, that we know. Congrats, I'm Slim. Happy we get to celebrate together. Congrats, Dale and Chuck over at Bat and Spider. If you uh, give them a donation of any any amount of money, right? Any monetary value? That's right. Uh, you get access to their lovely uh, Kofi coffee Kofi page. And an exclusive channel in their Bat and Spider Discord, which is otherwise free. So make sure you join that. And when you're in there, you get exclusive uh, additional episodes that they entitled The Black Dungeon, in which they get guests, they trap them in their lair <laughs> to talk about these, these gross and sick movies that they wouldn't cover otherwise. And you've had Slim on there to talk about. What did Slim come on talk on? It talks about uh, Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead. You had, uh, you recently had H and Jason on there, right? Yep. We watched Battle, Beh Battle Beyond the Stars which was, uh, mm -hmm. you know, nice, cheesy sci-fi. had Jonesy Loves mm -hmm. Beer on there, What talking about Beastmaster mm -hmm. 2, Portal Through Time, boom. Mm -hmm. You know, you know what I'm talking about there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beastmaster 2. And, uh, yeah. And so uh, I'm going to be coming on. Yeah. Big news. Uh, yeah. To the Black Dungeon. And we're going to be covering this movie that has been on my list for a while. You guys know I'm pretty into martial arts movies. Uh, this movie called Miami Connection that... Uh, Aero video just dropped a very, very killer slip. Oh, cover look, at art, look at that. Yeah. It's beautiful. So That's I'm going to be coming fantastic. on there in a couple of weeks. So keep an eye on that. What's the link uh, to what, to the Kofi page? Oh, so you go to uh, co-fi.com slash batandspider, or you go to batandspider.com and find the link there. You could find a link to our Kofi page. You can find a link to our Discord. D joining the Discord's free. Uh, come check us out, and uh, Ian's episode will be dropping, yes, in a couple weeks, and we're pretty excited. I haven't, I have not yet seen Miami Connection too, and, I, and I know there's like a cult, cult following even among yeah. some of the seventy millimeter folks. So, yeah, I'm a little nervous. It's not gonna live up to the hype because I've just this is like you know my knowledge of these cult low rent Bat and Spider canon movies is pretty low, yeah. but I've heard of this one, right? Like in you know when it, you know had like a theatrical re release and all sort of stuff, so. <laughs> But I think I, I'm excited for it. It's going to be you great. Know, the box covers a bunch of guys with swords and like leather. And there's like a rock band <laughs> on the front. So, yeah, you know, pretty much I'm sure it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check that out. Should we get into it? Is it time? It's time. Time. It's time. Boom, Dale. Let us get into our time machines. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And we're going to do it a little differently this time. We're going to travel back to 2005, where young Ian DeBorha is a uh, sophomore in high school. He's hanging out with his friends in marching band. 
And they're like, oh, yeah. Ian, have you heard of this movie called Wet Hot American Summer? I was like, no, I've never heard of this. And they said, okay, we're going to watch this, and this movie's going to change your life. And you know what? It absolutely did. Wow. Wow. This Plot movie twist. Chills. <laughs> it did. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer uh, is a 2001 comedy directed by uh, one of my all-time favorites, David Wayne, written with his co-conspirator uh, of Stella Comedy, also a very influential uh, comedy or like pre-YouTube comedy group, uh, Michael Showalter, starring this, this list of names, Janine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce, Molly Shannon, Paul Rudd, Chris Maloney, Marguerite Moreau, bless, uh, Ken Marino, Michael Ian Black, mm. uh, Bradley Cooper in his first role ever, <laughs> uh, Amy Poehler, Joel Trulio, Judith uh, Friedlander, Elizabeth Banks. I just keep reading names because they're all like, it's amazing. are all these people in this movie. Yeah. It's disgusting. Uh, and it's basically about, you know, uh, David Wayne wanted to write a comedy that was kind of like dazed and confused. That was like sort of his angle, but inspired by his uh, personal history of going to uh, Jewish camps when he was a kid. And he wanted to make it about the last day of the summer camp from the perspective of like the camp counselors. It takes place in 1981 when he would have been going to his camps. I think it was, his was called Camp Modine. Um, they shot this all in Waterville, Maine. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to explain what this movie like means to me because it like kind of grounded my love for really like dry and offbeat comedy <laughs> that's like super obvious but also just like super funny and then it just also introduced me to these world this world of people who I just like will love until the end of time mm. uh you know Paul Rudd don't need to say much about Paul Rudd obviously a Marvel dorks he does some other really good stuff okay <laughs> Break out of the PIM labs. The anger. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, you can feel it. I'm kidding. I know. I'm kidding, okay? Uh, You know, it's just a a magical piece of film. And normally I go about the film history, but I know Dale also has a deep connection to this movie. So I wanted to to pass it over to him a little bit to see, like, what his history with this film is. Yeah, so so Wet Hot American Summer in 2001 or 2002, you know, I don't know if it was went to video in 2001 it must have right, at some right. point but so i'm working at the west coast video uh it's mm. um yeah i'm a couple years out of high school at this point and this is my second job so uh, you know i'm working at the music store in the movie rental store hello uh, pretty cool pretty um cool, cool. and you know I, i'm having <laughs> Ever seen stranger things <laughs> hello it's um, oh my god and these this movie starts showing up on the shelves wet hot american summer like we put it out overnight and that's the first i'd heard of this movie uh you know back then mm-hmm. there's you know i'm not like on the internet back then doing that i'm doing like say by the bell trivia in, in AOL chat rooms or something <laughs> but uh so i i take it home one night and on the screen is everybody that i watched on the state in mm. like MTV's The State from, like, 93 to 95. Uh, I would watch The State and Liquid Television. Like, every weekend I would tune in. I would stay up late to watch it. And every weekend it would be, like, a rerun of something I had seen before because it turns out, like, The State only did, like, 27 episodes total. And the same with mm-hmm. Liquid Television. Like, there wasn't that much more Liquid Television. But they they replayed it consistently, and I would tune in, and I would be hoping for a new episode, you know, 
every week I would be hoping for a new episode. So I, I see this movie with all the members of the state in there, and I'm, I just like plots. I, uh, my heart jumped up in my chest, and I was just like, this is amazing. Um, I missed, you know, Viva Variety was like a year before this. It ran for a couple of years. But that was like appointment television. You had to you had to tune into that. And I was, you know, I was not tuning into like Comedy Central most nights. I was out being a punk with my friends or whatever. So this was just like the I was like, oh my God, the dudes from the state made a movie and it's got the same humor as the state. And it was and and I had I got it then and I got it now with this movie. And it was the same thing that I, I, I just read the wiki today and there was like a, one of the criticisms of the movie is ex- exactly why I like the movie. And, and so what Ian <laughs> yeah. said, it was just like this dry, silly humor that uh, it's silly for the for the point of being silly. I mean, it's it's uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously. And it's exactly that brand of comedy that I just completely in love with. And I just couldn't believe this movie existed. And then, you know, I and the movies and the and the, the stars and the people you see in this movie, you know, they didn't resurface for me for another 10 years or so. And then you're just like you then you watch this movie 10 years later. and You're like, oh, my God, all these people are in it. And you just didn't know at the time. one, You know, it's, it's yeah. just yeah, I, mean, I already consummate. I already said Brad, Bradley Cooper. He skipped his college graduation to be in this movie, nice. which is pretty absurd. And obviously the right decision. Yeah. For a million, a million reasons. <laughs> Uh, uh, before I get to boom, I also have to say, you know, when I met Dale, however, five, six years ago now, uh, yeah. at some point in our, one All of our time. paper, paper kit discussions, wet hot had come up. And at that moment, I believe I probably had <laughs> splooged whatever yeah. at my desk, <laughs> right. Uh, being like, Oh my God, who is this man? Just settled. Dale, ever since Dale and I have been bonded, right. Settled. Dale, Dale and I have been bonded. Uh, over our love of Wet Hot and oh Stella and State. Yeah. So it's been a long time coming. But Boom, please. Oh, my God. Well, give us. So, Boom, <laughs> you talk about you talk about your splooge on your work desk <laughs> after yeah. watching Wet Hot American Summer last night. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, thank you so much for sharing your the origin of your love story. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That was very nice. I remember one time specifically Ian said, I'm pretty sure without even like realizing what he was doing or saying, I just remember he said the words, Dale is a wet hotter with me. And I didn't know what the heck he was talking. (laughs) (laughs) But now I know. Now I know. Yeah. Um, It's a, (laughs) it's a bond that'll last forever. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I, this movie, I've always like kind of known about it. Um, A few years ago when they were doing the Netflix series, I remember a lot coming Mm, up. I think my sister watches this. So, so like shit like this and um, sorry, not shit. Marvelous, (laughs) wonderful. Exciting. Yes. Like this. Um, Stuff like that, and what's the other one with the with Michael Sarah? Like that kind of stuff is like my sister's brand of comedy, like Arrested Development. Yes, right. I like. I'm into slapstick, but I'm into like slapstick slapstick, like white chicks, like just the most ridiculous, <laughs> you know, rude shit. Yeah, scary movie, exactly. Um, but yeah, so watch this for the first time last night, and obviously it's fucking hilarious. Oh, uh, thank God. 
I was, I honestly was like, sweat. I was ready to DM Dale. Don't leave. Don't, don't drop the call. Don't drop the call. <laughs> don't She's fine. I swear. <laughs> You're like, Shame. oh my God. <laughs> I know. Cause it's like, I mean, I kind of, I like, mean, I never, I, I, I never get offended if I tell people like, Hey, you have to watch this movie because I know it's such like a very particular type of thing that like if they, people don't like it, I'm like, eh, like it's not, but I find most time if they do like it, it like hits like in almost way, but yeah. Continue. Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like it definitely probably would have hit different if I was watching this, like as a teenager and like in on the joke with all my friends. Um, right. But just like watching it alone is like a 30 year old at midnight on a, on a Sunday was just as exciting. Um <sighs> I just thought yes. it was so silly and like the jokes were it, it was just like such nonsense, but like in the best way possible. Paul Rudd obsessed with Paul Rudd. Um looking just as good today. Like you could put a picture totally. of him in this movie and a picture of him in Ant-Man and it's the same. Photo. I know. Same Everybody photo. likes to talk about like Gwen Stefani and J Lo, but it's like Paul Rudd, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's up there. Yeah. A man has entered the chat. Wait, that uh, that didn't land. But anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry he's ageless and gorgeous but um no it's actually kind of interesting watching it after like having followed these people's careers for so long you know and yeah. i'm like oh my gosh and it's fun to just i mean i know most of them are still doing comedy and like still do silly movies but it was like fun just to watch them like letting loose and just being like ridiculous yeah. and and silly and having fun um loved it also loved I, I mean i know this is like the gag but love that they're all like already like 30 our current age yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like we're all you know we're all 18 and fresh out of college we'll be in our young 30s but we'll be in our early 30s by then what could we be doing it's yeah uh and you know the thing about this movie too is that they all speak so fondly of it like the fact that they were able to get all these people back for not one but two like re reboots they do like live reads every once in a while for like a lot of these people are like fairly big stars like obviously bradley cooper oscar winner yeah uh amy poehler is like a household name at this point i mean even like h john benjamin has a whole different career paul rudd obviously uh you know they just like it just says a lot about like the film and their experience together yeah that like just make me it makes me enjoy it every time i watch it because it's just like the fact that this, this like goofy ass movie and obviously the state and things before that like was such a moment for them that they will like drop whatever they're doing to come back and do these like random shows. It just like, I don't know, it, all about it just like makes you feel good. You know? I, I agree. And and boom, like when you watched it last night to see these people come back uh, to see these people, in, you know, in 2001 making this movie. But it makes every time I watch it now, it's like loaded with the knowledge that. In 2015 and 2017, you know, there were there were uh, there were, you know, five times the amount of wet, hot American summer on screen and everybody came back. It's like, what does that say about the you know, what is surrounding this movie and the experience they had that they came back to be silly and uh, to do it all over again for Netflix twice? You know, and Bradley Cooper yeah. was on on the first one, but still, it's just like everybody yeah. is in it. Yeah. And they bring in just like all these other famous like uh john ham right i mean yeah. he, he pops up in the first season just like all these other yeah. people who i'm sure they also had similar experiences to dale and i like watching it and be like who are like these 
cool like comedians yeah. who like, I clearly need to find at some point in my careers. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just inc- incredible. Um, I will keep gushing along the way, but uh, Dale, let let let's kick it off. Like, what are your what are some of your your key moments of this movie? Like when you think about Wet Hot American Summer, like what are the things <laughs> that that you think of first? Uh, the first um, <laughs> the first thing that uh, probably sticks in my mind and is probably the the like. Show Walter is great when she, when he's with Marguerite Moreau, but then when uh, Ken Marino comes up to him with his like goofy afro and his uh, sandals, and he's like, "Do you think she wants to fuck me?" Like that is in my mind forever as like the opening shot of the movie. That's like it like sets it sets another level of of humor outside of what Show Walter's like whispering to Marguerite as she's walking away, kind of like, "I want you inside me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like also when Show Walter's like, I okay, I get it, all right, I get it. It's not funny. Uh, for me, I, I I think my long love for Paul Rudd started like with with this movie, and I think him as Andy is just everything he does on screen. He is so absolutely committed to, and I love it so much. Again, just like looking at his like obviously very big career. He keeps like <clears throat> he never drops like whatever he channeled in Wet Hot in like his other movies, like I Love You Man, and even like in Ant Man, like his more serious roles. He's still like give, you can tell he is like not dialing anything back, and he's doing everything to like where he thinks his character should go. Like the one I think about all the time is where he's <clears throat> just eating eating lunch, and then Jeannie Garofalo comes in, and she's like. Andy, like, will you clean the? He just, yeah. and he just slaps the 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 tray on the on on the floor, and she goes, Andy, can you clean that up? And he like gr- huffs around, and, like picks up everything one more. At the end, he just like throws on his aviators and like shakes his jacket, oh, yeah. and like he 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 puts that amount of effort into things he does now, totally. and it's just like so like heartfelt. And I don't know, it, it that's always like the number one thing I I think about because it's. It's 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 too funny. Yeah, totally. it's just in- also, incredible. like the physical comedy of it is just like, so. Yeah, it's like yeah. obviously so put on and like over the top, but it's just so good. Like that exact moment yeah. when he's like has to go and pick up when she tells him to pick the stuff up, yeah. and he's just like dragging his like dragging himself around. I just like could not stop laughing. I love the attitude I love the attitude like he's you're not gonna put your foot on my neck and tell me what to do and then but she but yeah. she tells him what to do and he does it but then he still has attitude yeah. there's like also subtle moments where he's just absolutely hilarious like when they like are dragging the kid out to take him to the shower and he's kind yeah. of like trying to hold off everybody else it's just yeah. so funny it was so fun to watch in this movie and you know what boom was talking about how like she boom like slapstick but like not all slapstick stuff and like when you're watching a movie like this where it's everything is just so obvious and so on the nose, it looks like how how like how is this funny? Like it should anyone could do this. And then you think about like how many like comedies have tried to do like the obvious type of thing and it just completely does not land, right? Like there is a precision in the like uh in their like deadpanness mm-hmm. or something that's like kind of hard yeah. to put a finger on, but the just everything about it, like the dumbest jokes, just work because totally. they do it just like in the in the like the one way where it lands, yeah. you know. 
they keep it like grounded where you're just kind mm-hmm. of you're following along you're kind of rooting for the characters or you think they're funny or you think they're weird or whatever and then they do like these spit take moments that kind of like take you don't take you out of it but like yeah they're like okay this is what ha- happening and it's different every time but they kind of like introduce you to the not format of it early enough that you're just like oh like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen like and you just accept it and roll with it um yeah and you need to have you need to have like an energy this comedic energy or something i don't know if it's exhausting when the when the when the camera turns off but to be able to land that kind of stuff and sell it like like you guys are saying is totally i don't know if it's more exhausting or less exhausting whatever they do it's it's the way they capture is amazing have you seen have you seen the documentary that came out on Netflix about them filming Wet Hot? Have you seen that, Dale? I did. I remember they released it around the time of the, the miniseries, yeah, right? Yeah, the first one came out. Yeah, so, so boom. It, should you be so interested in to continue down the canon of Wet <laughs> yeah, Hot? Yeah. There is a documentary called, um, like, Filming in a Hurricane, something like that. It's on Netflix, and it's about, <clears throat> it's called Hurricane of Fun, the making of Wet Hot. And it's basically like handheld. Oh, it's actually technically like shot on tape, Dale. So I think this might oh count my for you. Oh, my God. Uh, for, for, uh, <laughs> hashtag hot tape summer hot tape summer hashtag um <laughs> and like you know they're it is like rate like they come through like a random like summer storm and they're like sleeping in the tent in the cabins that like they're filming in and all this sorts of stuff um and you can tell like the vibes of it just it just all like kind of happened at once that just made it like totally hit so perfectly i kind of um, had that feeling as well when i was watching it i was like i wonder if they actually like lived here while they were filming because i know that happens sometimes but i'm like for a place like this that just makes sense um yeah and yeah. so yeah cool yeah That's cool. I, I, yeah i mean it i specifically remember the, uh, some of the footage when elizabeth banks and the other girls are like knee deep in the lake and they're like zach orth is like yeah, yeah they start like making masturbation jokes and mckinley's not like having it but i remember it was like 45 degrees or something that day and they're just like freezing their balls off like covered up right before they have to step into that lake and the lake is all foggy and stuff because it's so cold and the weather's not cooperating and stuff i remember that specifically from the documentary Fahrenheit. Uh, got it, got it. I was like, 45 degrees is hot. Oh, yeah, as Fahrenheit. Balls. Oh, fair. <laughs> it's, not, it's not wet, hot Canadian summer, okay? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Come on. God, you had that loaded. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, on that scene, actually, where uh, Michael Ian Black's character, he's like, he, he walks away like while the girls like start changing or whatever. Something that, like, I think that keeps the sort of. Um, the longevity of this movie is that it ages very well because there are no like punching down type jokes. Yes. And what's great about the storyline with Michael Ian black and uh, Bradley Cooper is that the joke is not that they're gay. The joke is that the, no one like cared to notice. Right. (laughs) The And then, yeah. And then when they like get, you know, they have like their hit and the joke again is the hippie marriage. It's not that they're getting married. The joke is that like they're being hippies or like with a flute, like in the lake and all that sort of stuff. And then when they, you know, you think you have this moment where like, Oh shit, like this is going to take like a not so great turn for 2022. They say, Hey, McKinley, congratulations. Like we got you a crane barrel. Like, like things like that yeah. it just makes you feel like it just keeps it like it's a really wholesome like awesome you know movie i i guess there is like a kind of weird like 
pedophile storyline with with uh, Molly Shannon and uh, <laughs> and oh, and her boy. art student. So I, I, I guess that doesn't age well, but it is a little different. But you know, overall, it's like it's a wholesome movie that yeah. has like these very like adult jokes, but they're not adult, and all that sort of like keeps it alive and afloat all these years later without having to do like all these asterisks about like why this movie like oh no 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 like you know it was 2001 like mm-hmm. ignore some jokes or whatever um i think that's like a really great point because it's uh because you know gary and jj are like you know they're going down the path like you almost think it could take a turn and then it just you know it doesn't yeah. they got him a chase lounge we got you a chase lounge we didn't know if we don't know what it'll go <laughs> yeah yeah and and i i remember just losing my mind when they first like it's cute when they meet in the tool shed uh, and they start kissing. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, this is so taboo. And then they just like start effing each other in Go the a, like, <laughs> and like, yeah. I love the physical comedy of like uh, the 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 feet in the socks, like, and one is like climbing <laughs> yeah. on the calves of the other one, like he, yeah, like he can't get in deep enough. It's so it's so funny. right because again, the joke isn't that they're gay. The joke is that the sex scene is so over yeah. the top. Yes, exactly. Right? It's like they're super sweaty. Yeah, the socks are on. Like. All the balls are falling off the shelf <laughs> yeah. with that sort of stuff, you know. It's like the joke is the sex scene, not the sex. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just it's just very clever. Uh, boom! What did you think about seeing Bradley? Oh Imagine my God. a young Bradley Cooper. Uh, did you know that that was like part of the plot of this movie? Like literally his first credit ever. Um, I so I feel. I mean, I don't know where I would have come across this, but um, yeah. I feel like I've seen. Seen before, but like you can not tell us your internet like, searches. Yeah, Boom! This on, is the same space. We we know what you were searching. Thank you so come much, on. but no, not in like not in any sort of way. Like I feel like it's I've just seen it like on Instagram or whatever, um, right. in like memes. But so when it happened, I was like, oh, I've seen this before. Yeah. But I actually didn't really. I started to get it like, at, like at one point I kind of clued in. I was like, oh, it's gonna be like a funny like gay storyline <laughs> yeah but yeah no i didn't see it coming but it was pretty i don't know like yeah i thought it was very heartfelt still funny the sex scene was ridiculous and just like yeah. hilarious and then like the crate and barrel gag was like so good um and it was fun to see bradley cooper in a role like this because i i'm not the biggest bradley cooper fan to be honest like sure i i could take or leave like i think he's Mm -hmm. great in some things and other things like whatever but him and lady gaga like falling in love in front of her eyes that was fun but like um (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it was fun to see him in a role like this and it's cool that it was his first role and it's awesome that he was like able to be so like unhinged almost if that makes Mm -hmm. sense like i don't feel like a lot of actors would just like dive so boldly into like a hilarious like comedy role like that that's also mm-hmm. like kind of edgy but mm-hmm. yeah he yeah. nailed it he did great him and amy yeah, poehler skip- also had like a great oh, like God. they were a great unit and she was already yeah. like miles ahead of him in terms of like acting credits and just like mm-hmm. comedic acting and he yeah because i think up. she was in snl by this time already yeah or at least had been like within the ground you know whatever groundling or second city circle so she definitely had more training she's She's so fucking good with like all the like talent show auditions <laughs> and 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 everything. Oh my god, it's it, she's so perfect. Yeah, in, in it in every way. Uh, what boom? What other characters for your uh, first time viewing like stuck out to you? Um, 
Well, okay, like Paul Red obviously I think was like the highlight for me. I like the kid, like the nerd kid that was mm, going. The D kid. The, yeah, the D and D kid. Um, <laughs> what else did I? Who else did I like? He's like, I've recently been upgraded to a level eighteen druid. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Are you? Because you've cast a charm spell on me. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I d- loved the Afro guy, and then what's his name? What's the actor? He's in Charles. Marino from yeah, Charles from Brooklyn and, Nine Nine. Joe Latrulio. Yeah, Joe oh Latrulio. Yeah. yeah, those, those two, two. Like that whole gag was hilarious as well, with like the motorcycle, and then. <laughs> And they get back to the camp and they're just like throwing shit over. Yeah. And that's like, again, another example of like something that just works where all of a sudden they're just being over the top screaming and like throwing things around. And you're just like, this is hilarious. And it's like, this is shit that only can really only ever really works in like cartoons, right? Like family yeah. guy and shit like yeah. that. So for like live actors or like real people to be doing it and pulling it off is like hilarious i think about that motor chase so do i chase scene all the time that i think that's probably my favorite sequence in the whole movie because every beat of those couple minutes are just so perfect because like like a it starts off with him like finally getting um uh what's her name wait for me get uh abby Abby bernstein you know abby bernstein's like hey like yeah abby you know a she picks him up by the balls which is hilarious uh, and then they go on the, they have to go on this overnight campsite. Like he's the only one who can navigate. And then he tells uh, Latrulio, like, oh, I'm actually a virgin. And Joe's like, he's like, no, 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 no. You're, you're Victor Polak. You're Victor Polak. And then like the kids screaming on the river. And then the, my favorite parts of those, like the, the awful, like the, the obvious stunt doubling they're doing with like the <laughs> shitty wigs. And like, I mean, just all, every piece of it is just so meticulous but just looks sloppy by design. And it's just, again, just this yeah. master strokes of comedy and, and filmmaking. There's this, there's the, the, I, I mean, I'm complete. I'm with you. This, this sequence is my favorite of the movie, but the one, the one scene that gets me. And I think about it probably twice a day is, is Neil's <laughs> face when it's a close up his face, when he's chasing after and he's like, his lip is quivering. Like he's so, He's so in deep, like he's going to catch this guy no matter what. And his stupid face yeah. is like quivering and he's got like these eyes of a hawk. Like, I love that scene with my being, with, with everything in my being. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dale, who are your other favorite characters or other favorite scenes? Oh God, man. The, I, I mean, uh, the whole Gary gene and the canopies, the can of mixed vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Like, that whole triangle, Gene, like Christopher Maloney's another one. Like, you know, you oh, think of yeah. him like SVU, and yeah, right, and he's right. doing this, and he's and he's pouring his heart and soul, like much like Paul Rudd. He's like pouring everything into yeah. this character, this whacked out character who is in the Nam. Like he, he <laughs> and it's just perfect. And Gary's like, like Gary's. What I like is Gary's not afraid of him. Mm-hmm. No matter what Gene tries yeah. to do, Gary's just like brushing him off. Like, what's your what's your deal, Gene? Like, what like yeah. what, like calm down? <laughs> like, Gene's like like hitting the table underneath of him, and then he's like uh, yeah. taking orders from a can of mixed vegetables and stuff like that. It's uh, Maloney's yeah. just amazing. 
Yeah, and you know when he does that, his his like workout montage with uh, Showalter, where all they do like oh they put him, like his short shorts and the headband. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, so good. All time, all time, uh, uh, montage. And that song I always thought was like a song, but it was written for What Hot American mm-hmm. Summer, I believe. It was um, higher and higher. Yeah, written by Craig. Weedrin and Theodore Shapiro. My biggest complaint with that song, it's on Spotify. My biggest complaint is it's only like a minute and a half long or two minutes long. Oh, really? Yeah. So it, it's only like what's in the movie? Yeah, yeah. I need it to be like five Bastards. minutes long. I need it to be like a yes song <laughs> or like long. Yeah. Well, they didn't have much budget for, I mean, obviously they didn't have much budget for the movie, but like um, they only had like, you know, a million and a half or something yeah. budget around that. Um, but I remember reading like in a book or something I have on Wet Hot that they like, um, they had to lie to other production, like to release companies and say we had, like it was a five or $10 million movie so that other people would take them more seriously, mm. uh, which, which is pretty funny. Like they're just doing anything they can to get this picked up. And then it got picked up by Sundance. But um, yeah, so I guess, yeah, what was it a budget with a song. Um, another highlight for me is the, when they go into the town, another great montage and they all become heroin addicts. <laughs> yeah. uh, and when they come back, they're like, man, I love going to town. Yeah, even if it's only for 20 minutes. It's so stupid. And I feel like it's something that's been done a million times also, but mm-hmm. that's the one I think of and everything about great. Because even again, like the setup into it is that she doesn't know anything about ast- astrology. Janine uh, Garofalo doesn't know anything about astronomy, so she wants to go into town. But then David Hyde Pierce doesn't know anything about camp counseling, so he also right. goes into town. To go to the camp counseling section in the library. And like, <laughs> you know, they beat up an old woman. They all get addicted to heroin, all this sorts of stuff. Uh, it, uh, they leave again, all the kids back and, in camp. I love that. that yeah. It's like everybody's gone. <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, one more time around the lock. Bloom. Uh, boom. Any uh, character scene? The dance sequence or like Christopher Maloney. Is that yeah. the same? Mm-hmm. Um, doing like the training sequence was hilarious. I was like dying of laughter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, Paul Rudd and Elizabeth Banks. Banks. Thank you. I'm just blanking on names today. Um, just making out and being gross, but then also Paul Rudd <laughs> telling her that she smells like a barbecue or what does he say? Like, yeah, you, smell you like taste a like barbecue sauce. Or like, oh <laughs> my god, like hamburger. <laughs> just like so ridiculous oh my and, god i mean like the and the gag of like kids getting thrown out of cars oh uh god. like where he's making out with her for the first time and like his swim buddy drowns so he takes him out of the car and like throws him out <laughs> oh god and they do it again like a couple times later but it's the same shot yeah. they just didn't do film it twice with like a different <laughs> kid they just shot. use the same clip god it's perfect uh dale um i'm i mean i'm gonna have to go um Michael Showalter's Alan Shemper, the oh oh that's a the Dale, king Dale MC of the uh, the talent show. He that's like my favorite character. It, I, I mean, every character is my favorite character, right? Like dumb, but yeah. I, I mean, his s- s- dumb stand up routine as he's MCing the the talent show. God, I love it. I I can crack up out loud every time I watch that. When he just starts like drilling in, he starts going in hard, and he's like. Like how old he is, but he doesn't let up. Yeah. Yeah. My camp counselor's were cavemen. 
<laughs> and then like it cuts to all the counselors and they're all just like dying of yeah, laughter yeah. also. And uh, they're all just like so bought in on it. It's just perfection. It's it's hard to narrow down. I know it's uh me these moments, but I, I I think another one is when they're all planning their uh they're planning their like hey you know we should meet again in ten years and they all like they're trying to land on a date and Paul Red's like oh, I got a, I got a dentist appointment that day and yeah. someone was like well why don't we make it ten and make it your beeswax to be here at yeah. ten <laughs> like, yeah yeah he's like we're all gonna. We're all going to be in our early 30s by then. I don't know why we can't just get it yeah. together. Yeah, and then just zooms in on all of them. It's just, mm, perfection, perfection. Uh, and then in that scene, uh, I met this earlier when I was talking about Janine Garofalo and David Hyde Pierce. What's yeah. funny about like the movie is that at the time, Janine Garofalo and David Hyde Pierce, they were like the must-gets to sell to get anyone even remotely thinking about this movie. Because Janine Garofalo was like the female yeah. comedian at the time. And then David Hyde Pierce was obviously uh, Frasier. Which is funny because now, like, if I showed this, like, boom. Like, did you even think about Janine? When was the last time you thought about Janine Garofalo or David Hyde Pierce? Yeah. I have no clue who David Hyde Pierce is, but I think about okay, Janine Garofalo right. often. Thank you. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So Janine Garofalo. But, you know, like, now if you're, it's funny. Now if you're watch, telling anyone yeah. to watch this movie, you're like, this is an early Paul Rudd and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, and that's Amy true. Like those are the three people, and how like at the time, like little did they know that you know the people who were like it's like that meme of like Splinter with the baby turtles, and then like it switches to where the turtles are big now, and then they're holding Splinter. Oh my god, that's deep. You know, that, that, deep. That's that's kind of how it was. Yeah, and it's like this icon comedian, two icon comedians, like with these like fuckboy like young uh, comedians like struggling in New York doing this stupid ass movie. And then now they're like the the people you're going who are going people are hunting out this movie to to find it, yeah. Which is like you know it, again very very heartfelt to me. And that's my my favorite moment of David Hyde Pierce is when like uh, Jenny Garofalo invites him over for like a third time to see if he wanted to hang out with the kids, and he's like, I said no. <laughs> he like freaks out completely. <laughs> I love that. Boom. So, as your first time viewing, and before we get to our Criterion moments and and wrap up this year. A tribute to one of the greatest films of all time. <laughs> um, do you think, like, is this a type of thing where it would enter your 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 repertoire of like, I'm hungover on a Saturday, I need to throw something on, uh, you know, right. put this on the background because it's in ours. <laughs> Are you trying to say I have a drinking problem, Ian? Wow, no, I'm just kidding. That that's when I watch it. You know, that's that's a, it's a great totally. movie to throw on and not not think. Yeah, I would honestly say this would be a good one to put on it feels like one of those movies that if it's on tv you'll always like watch it no matter what phase mm -hmm. of like what part it's in um so yeah definitely is solid and i probably will watch the like special are they specials or like the yeah other series yeah they're not oh, yeah, perfect nice. but i think they they work really really well like nice. the first one i think i think i like the first one but it felt like they really knew what they were doing for the first one the second one kind of drifts around a little bit but it again like we said earlier it's just so cool to see all these people come back for mm -hmm. this clearly like important project and it's like and it's like six hours of wet hot american summer both times it's it's so it's like way more than the movie so it's just a gift they're a gift mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. just keeps going yeah 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 I, mean, I remember i was reading like an interview when the movies came out and david wayne was like we would have liked to do more but with all these people we literally 
like this we could only film this much because you know we could only get paul rudd in for like three days and so he would fly in for like his days to do yeah. it and like amy poehler you know they they get her in for whatever days they can um but it wor- it works really well i actually think it works better than the arrested reboots did you watch those dale oh uh, the first are you an arrested guy oh yeah I yeah, yeah i i only watched the arrested uh the reboot seasons like once but the first three seasons are yeah, all yeah. time all timer for me. Yeah, yeah, the first three seasons, but the reboots, I feel like don't they don't hit it as well as the yeah, ones yeah. Do because, I think it's the same thing, right? I mean, they you could uh, yeah, they're all too famous, right? Now. Yeah. So like certain people aren't even on ever on screen together because they never interact, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Bateman's filming Ozark or something, trying to win Golden Globes. You right. Know? Can't come back for <laughs> to the scum of comedy. <laughs> um. Any any other thing before we get to our uh, Criterion moment, Dale? Boom. Want to call out? No, I mean no. all right. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, thank you. Welcome. Um, if you're here from the Bat and Spider folks, thank you. Thanks, Welcome. guys, for coming over. Uh, thanks for coming over. I'll be uh, joining the Black Dungeon soon. Um, but uh, we do a thing here where we talk about a Criterion moment, where uh, we just choose a movie, a, a scene sequence where we think. Um, it would be entered in the Criterion, and this is not the Criterion, so I'd love to know if you think it should be. Um, I think you know what Dale and I's opinions are. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's start with uh, Dale. We'll start with you. You're the guest. What's, what's your Criterion moment? Oh, shit. If you can choose. I always... Uh, yeah, if I can choose, right? The... God. It's all <laughs> so special to me, I think. You know, you can't see, but Dale's squirming in his. I chair. am. It's just you know. I, he really, he really wants to do it justice. You can I pull do. a catcher and just re-say the whole movie. Choose multiple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Catcher, catcher just picks five scenes and says, "I couldn't choose." So, <laughs> miss you, buddy. <laughs> miss you, catch. Um, uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I really like. Geez, I'm gonna have to honor catcher here. I just don't. I one sequence just wouldn't do it. It's the the whole. Mm. The total package. I mean, I watch this movie like six times a year. Yeah, you know, I, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I've stopped marking it on Letterbox most of the time. I watch it because it completely would skew my stats mm-hmm. for all, like your end of the year, like most watched actors or whatever. It would just be right. entirely like Paul Rudd and like Amy Poehler, yeah. basically nonstop. Boom. I mean, Do you have a moment. There's so many. I, I agree with Dale in the world. Um, but I don't know. I think my favorite, considering I, again, watched this by myself, like, at midnight. Mm. Um, like, probably the biggest laugh out loud moment where I just couldn't even hold it in. I, I was just dying of laughter. Oh God, that warms my heart. Was the... <laughs> was the... Um, the Paul Rudd moping around and picking up yeah. Yeah. the food he had just thrown to the ground, having a big man hissy fit. I died. I absolutely died. It was so good. Boom. You need to bring this to Canada. Do you know if, like, have Maggie and Bring and this Sophie, to Canada. Have they, have they seen this? Do you know? I feel like Ambassador. probably. I'm going to say probably. Yeah. I feel like Maggie definitely has, and I feel like Sophie definitely has as well. And they... I know for a fact they would both really like it. <laughs> yeah. You need you need to bring them into the fold. Make sure, you know. Bring them in, bring this to Canada. Could you imagine I'll be the most popular girl in the north? You will be. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, because it, it used to be honestly like in high school and in, like in college, like when I would meet people who had seen it, it would usually be like, like you get the sh- you you'd, like rub elbows, like okay, like I know we're gonna get along. Yeah, because you like totally. this this movie that I also like. Uh, it's just that's special, you know. It's Everybody special here thing. was like, well, I feel like the whole world, but like everybody's super into Napoleon Dynamite. Which I never understood. No offense Mm. to anybody listening. Um, To the Napoleon diehards. To the Napoleon. The dynamiters. Yeah. One of of which being my sister again. Like she loves this kind of shit. But I feel like (laughs) anybody who likes Napoleon. Would like Napoleon Dynamite. Would definitely like this. Because it's like so much better than that. And kind of not similar. But like that awkward just like deadpan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my criteria moment, I'm going to skew it a little bit, is just a worship to the, again, I've talked about how much obviously they love this movie, but like to David Wayne and his ushering of this film over the last 21 years now, Mm. because it had a, it had a budget of 1.8 million. It only made a box office of $295,000. So it Um, lost a shit ton of money. mm. And uh, 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, uh, you know, Roger Ebert gave it a one, a one star. Uh, Metacritic, a 42 out of 11, uh, out of 100. Um, and dis- in spite of all that, David Wayne and all these people knew that it, once this got into the hands of the right people, it's going to be like this movie that's very important to people. Uh, I, I also saw this on Wikipedia earlier today that Kristen Bell said this is her favorite movie of all time. She said she's seen oh, wow. it a hundred times. Yeah. So, Kristen, get Kristen, at us. please. Okay. Send a nuts. That's okay. the sloth girl, right? <laughs> That's the sloth girl. Come on, you know Kristen I Bell. know, I totally do. <laughs> she's yeah. great. Um, I think for, like, any young filmmakers or anyone, not even just filmmakers, anyone who's, like, really, like, they know they have something and they know that, like, it's just like a lesson of like, yeah. if you know you've done something correctly, you just fucking push that shit through and you like really like champion it as something you believe in. You yeah. Know, things will work out. Man, that's that's my criterion moment for that's, this. Film, that's you know? amazing, Ian. That's really is. I mean, you've nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. I mean, the cult status among the people who know us three. Yeah. Us three. And us three. Pro- that's and, it. Yeah. yeah, a couple, you know, everybody's probably going to watch now that they're going to listen to the episode. But yeah, it's like, yeah. You, if you know, you know. And and because I think a lot of like cult movies you watch, I mean, you would know this, Dale, I guess more than both of us, obviously, like a lot of cult movies you watch for like the fun. But, you know, like this is movies like kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, like The Room or whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Room is too mainstream for Bat and Spider. Don't get any <laughs> right. thoughts. Yeah, people. Don't. Bat and Spider's not doing The Room anytime soon. Yeah. Okay? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I'll see but, myself yeah. out then. Excuse Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, like, The Room, like, you watch it, it's hilarious, and it's funny and popular and famous for a reason. But, like, in the end, you know, like, it's, like, a piece of, it's, like, a shitty, it's a, it's a bad movie, right? Wouldn't The Room ca- count, so, I'm sorry, I'm just cutting you off, but would it not count as hot tapes? <laughs> Didn't he do it that, on a camera? That probably, is, that probably is a hot tape, actually, <laughs> Boom, yeah. okay, executive producer, I, I, I like it. The, I found there the loophole. Wow. There it is. You did. Sorry, there you didn't is. continue. Thank you, you're the best. Sorry. Two episodes for you. Uh... <laughs> Uh, like, you know, I hear, I hear Dale and Chuck all the time on Bad Spider. You're like, yeah, like it wasn't that good, but it was a fun watch, you know? But Mm -hmm. like you say, like, like you always preface like, oh, we did it again, but I had a good time watching it. But like, this is like, you have a good time watching it and you know, it's also like a good movie. 
you know, so I think that all just adds yeah. to it. Any, any final thoughts, Dale boom? No, this is, am- I, this is amazing. Ian. I mean, you know, we know our DMS mm. know, mm. but this is an amazing yeah. opportunity to talk about. And, and you know what, the, everything we just said on this podcast is nothing we haven't said to each other a hundred million <laughs> times. Like we could just, we could just relay it to each other without <laughs> speaking, but to be able to talk about it on, together. yeah, we're wet, yeah, we're wet and hot together. together. It's a, uh, you know, but boom, based off your review, seems like you're a wet hotter. I right think now. I'm, now. Yeah. I'm also a wet hatter, hot, wet, mad hatter, wet hotter. <laughs> yeah. Can't. Thank God. No my doubt. Words, are, words are working. Well, Dale, it was an honor to have you on. What, what else? When, give us the bat and spider rundown one more time. Yeah. So uh, new episodes drop every Thursday morning. Uh, thank you for uh, checking us out. We we try to keep every episode, you know, uh, kind of evergreen, so you could just tune in and then and, and uh, maybe you don't even have to watch the movie because we watch some swill, but it's all made out of love. I mean, every movie is made out of love, and there's a reason people love it. But um, yeah, just come and you know, you don't have to feel pressure to watch the movie just to listen to us talk. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the beauty of what we we try to accomplish there on Bat and Spider. Yeah, I listen. I I've I only have seen maybe like I know like Slim obviously watches like it seems like Slim watches every single one, and I think Proto is a pretty good track record. I watch like I've seen maybe five, yeah. and that's Spider movies, but, but it's still fun to, to listen. Is, is, yeah, is more fun to listen yeah. to. Yeah, just hearing you and Chuck giggle uh, over absurdities, mm-hmm. uh, not only absurdities but also like talk very like legitimately about some of these swill movies that you guys cover. Yeah is just a blessing. Yeah, thank you. That 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 means a lot. Um boom. Anything going on in your life? No. Is film what's up with film hags? Are we getting the film hags? Oh date, yeah. Date put, me on the, put me on the spot, why don't you? Um as per <laughs> you usual, don't have to if you're not supposed to. As per usual, we're just working out a few scheduling kinks. Um sure. and we'll softball it season. Out, but yeah, it's okay. softball season. Listen, we're too busy being ballers, shot callers. Um, but yeah, yeah. So coming this year for sure. Wow, you heard I it here first. For, <laughs> I, I can say for <laughs> certain <laughs> there will be a film eggs episode drop before 2023 promise. Wow. Cross my heart. Big news. Yeah. We got two exclusive drops. We got Listen. me coming on the Black Dungeon to oh, do my yeah. connection, and we got film hags season dropping this year sometimes this year she didn't say season she said episode so just so <laughs> she, she didn't say episode I, I, so yeah boom i just uh, bought you some room yeah, yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much dale we're just gonna take it one step at a time okay? that's right that's right <laughs> dale thank you again for joining everyone make sure you go listen to bat spider join their discord it's free right. you know get in there hang out talk about fun things uh like my journey and buying the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. uh, TV Blu-ray disc set. Oh, damn. Uh, Heck yeah, it got real over there. It got real, got real. Yeah, thanks all for listening. Uh, we'll be back, I think, next week. Boom. We're, I mean, honestly, in Classics and Osmore, we're trying to figure out right. yeah. <laughs> one, we're just trying one thing to... or another. Yeah. yeah let's... We should be back next week uh, with our regular scheduled programming, but if not, we'll come up with another goofy If not, blame Hades. Totally. In the meantime, yeah. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. 
I just saw Mike Gorkatcher's and H's photo that said hashtag friendship. Oh, oh my God. Blessings. Hash, Hash hashtag we hope can't record. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>